Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, July 17th, 2019. What we're going to try and do is just get a quick word in on sports. Uh, my name is TJ Brown. I'm starting this podcast. I've got a sort of a broad experience or a broad fanship, if we want to call that word or use it that word, for sports across multiple disciplines. I'm an NBA fan, I'm an NFL fan, I occasionally dabble in baseball, a little bit of tennis, like watching soccer, but if it's sports, any sports, all sports, I like talking about it, I like shedding some light on some things I've been thinking about across the day. Uh, Today we're going to focus on a few things um, in terms of contract situations in the NFL. It's mid-July, what we're talking about and what we're working with at this point in the season, at this point in the year, is training camp. And usually what happens around training camp is a lot of players begin to leverage their particular circumstances and and contract situations with their teams. Uh, This is the point in the season where players get signed long term. They get their contracts renegotiated to extended, whatever, what have you. Um, A few players come to mind at this point in the year of 2019 in the summertime prior to the NFL season's beginning. Uh, which should, by my calculations, begin in 50 days from now. What we're looking at is we're looking at a contract extension uh, for Melvin Gordon, uh, starting running back for the San Diego Chargers. Excuse me, it's not, not San Diego. Still got to get used to this L.A. thing. Excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, through various news outlets, has commented on his willingness to hold out uh, his appearance at training camp uh, for a new deal to be worked out uh, for him. Uh, Not going to show up at training camp until you guys pay me, pretty much. It was the moniker and the style which he is trying to employ, which is the style I call the Le'Veon Bell approach. Uh, This can either work for you or against you. Um, And and, in my personal opinion, what he needs to honestly do is not worry about his his deal. I'm pretty sure the Chargers are going to lock this gentleman in long term. There's no reason not to suggest that the Chargers will not be needing his services uh, in the forthcoming future. They need Melvin Gordon for his offensive approach. This guy catches passes out of the backfield. He is an extremely durable Very fast, very strong running back uh, among the crop of running backs such like him across the across the league. And so the Chargers will be employing his services, handsomely paying this gentleman and locking him in for the greater part of his career as a Los Angeles Charger. Uh, With that being said, we're going to move oddly to somebody else who is not up for negotiation. Um, First and foremost, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Um. Been so for years. Love my Cowboys. Uh, Somehow Ezekiel Elliott comes up into this discussion as well. Now, in the greater scope of things, his contract is not up for renegotiation. If I'm not mistaken, at the time of this recording, he still has two years left on his deal, which is perfectly fine and dandy. Um, There's no imminent need to lock in Ezekiel Elliott long term but once again various news outlets 
are suggesting that he is going to also employ the not show up to training camp approach until a new deal is on the table for myself, a a la Le'Veon Bell. I don't think this is something that the Cowboys need to be concerned with, in particular with Ezekiel Elliott, but what should concern them is the same type of thing that has concerned the Dallas Cowboys, the fans of the Dallas Cowboys, and any sports media outlets who follow football, in particular some fantasy football people, will find it a little a little weary that Ezekiel Elliott is suggesting he'll hold out. I don't think he will. Um, there's no new deal needed to be on the table for him. But what worries me the most about Ezekiel Elliott as a fan of the Dallas Cowboys and as a fan of football and as a fantasy commissioner, fantasy football commissioner myself, what worries me about this guy is his level of immaturity off the field. Make no mistake, he, this guy brings a tremendous amount of talent and skill and speed and durability and consistency to the Dallas Cowboys offense ever since he showed up. He's critical to that engine going. If we want to establish a run game, that's our guy. We need to. Every team needs to. We have the offensive line. We have the skill set players to complement an offense that can move the ball at will. But what worries me about Ezekiel Elliott is the stuff that he chooses to do off the field. Now, what comes into question here is his team. The people that are around him, the people that value him as a person, the people that value him as a business client, the people that value him as who, as who he is, Ezekiel Elliott. Who are these people allowing him to be convinced that he can just frolic freely in the offseason and not be held accountable for his actions. The latest string of incidents that has occurred among the many he has been involved in is that this incident in Las Vegas at the Electric Daisy Festival or Electric Daisy Carnival, whatever it's called, some it's music festival in Las Vegas uh, that tends to attract tens of thousands of young music lovers and people who are fans of the electronic music to Las Vegas for this festival to experience it to get caught up in the culture of it is a wonderful thing. Ezekiel Elliott finds himself in the situation where he's there hanging out. A video surfaces of him having an altercation with a security guard at this festival and things tend to get out of hand. I haven't personally watched the entire video in its full extent, but Ezekiel Elliott apparently pushes the guy over a male railing. The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police intervene, slap handcuffs on Ezekiel Elliott, and the next thing you know, uh, people who have cell phone cameras, cameras with, or cell phones with camera capability are all over this. And TMZ usually is never wrong about capturing exactly who it is at the moment these events take place, and they got Ezekiel Elliott in a Lakers LeBron James jersey in handcuffs due to this incident. Now, mind you, Ezekiel Elliott was not fined. Ezekiel Elliott was not charged with a crime. He wasn't even arrested that night, and no charges were filed against him. Uh, the gentleman who was shoved, the security guard, is about a six-foot guy. He actually played football locally, not locally in Las Vegas, but played football uh, in the California area in Laguna Hills. 
So he's a fit guy, but Zeke is obviously stronger than him and pushed him over this metal railing. Whatever, what have you. Could be considered battery, could be considered assault, depending on who you talk to, depending on who you ask. And what happens in this situation is that if it was anybody else, charges get pulled up. Maybe the guy recognizes it was Zeke. Maybe the guy didn't want to have any problems. But when it happened, it happened. The guy said he wasn't injured. He said nothing happened. Uh, Zeke was not arrested. He was let go. Uh, a few months come follow up. Zeke explains his circumstances to Commissioner Goodell. No suspension is coming around. And Zeke just goes about his business. What he went wrong is that he, this gentleman who was pushed over the railing, the young security guard, probably had an expectation of some sort of an apology or some sort of action the NFL was supposed to take against Ezekiel Elliott for doing what he did. Neither happened. And now this gentleman is threatening to press charges or is moved up, moved forward with the desire to press charges. And a formal investigation has now begun. Now, at the time of this recording, Zeke was technically exonerated by the NFL and Roger Goodell himself. And no... Uh, Suspension should be pending. The video existed before this. There's nothing new that should surface that lead me to believe that Ezekiel Elliott's season is in jeopardy for any amount of games. But the point I'm trying to make is that why is this man constantly in these situations? In Dallas, he puts his hands on a DJ to some extent. That's an altercation mentioned in the media off the field. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was seen on video at St. Patrick's Day parade lifting some young woman's shirt up revealing her to the masses uh that's an incident that was very questionable of his mental stability and his behavior and then of course the events that unfolded that set him up for a six game suspension and the back and forth chaos that caused the team these things that are off the field that are happening to him are happening too frequently and with this guy requesting that he be paid or that he get some sort of compensation uh, or that the Dallas Cowboys move faster with his contract at a time where Dallas has to lock in a few critical players puts begs the question, why in the world does Dallas need to move on signing Ezekiel Elliott for long term right now? As of the time of this recording, I think, the only two players, in my opinion, that need to be locked in long term are Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. Because those two need to be accounted for at all times on the field. Zeke, the team, kind of goes the way he goes, but we know one thing. Dak and Amari is a winning combination that needs to be locked in and secured for years to come. And those two are eminently free agents next summer. Do the Dallas Cowboys need to pay Dak Prescott the same type of contract Carson Wentz got, the same type of contract that Russell Wilson just received? In my opinion, absolutely. The guy is a phenomenal quarterback. He doesn't put up 450 yards, three touchdowns, consistent completion rating. But what Dak Prescott does for the Dallas Cowboys is he consistently puts that team in a position to win its football games and has done so at an incredibly impressive rate 
in the short time he's been in the NFL. Um, put his numbers next to Russell Wilson's numbers. Incredible similarities are there in terms of the yards they have rushed, in terms of the touchdowns they have rushed for, the passing yards, the wins, the playoff appearances, the playoff wins, all there. Mirror Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson was just handsomely played a great contract. They gave that type of money to Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz didn't do any of that. So it begs the it begs the concept to be realized that we're going to be paying Dak Prescott the similar money, and we should be working on a contract extension to make sure that Amari Cooper is handsomely paid for the six games he besmoted for the Dallas Cowboys in the short amount of time he'd been with the team last year. Incredible game against the Redskins. Two incredible games against the Eagles. This dude has been a division giant for us in terms of those games we play in our division that we need to win. And that's generally the success rate for most NFL teams is that if you win your division, the path to the playoffs and Super Bowl is a lot easier. So locking in those two players is critical. Um, Zeke's going to have to sit and wait. Uh, We don't have to rush. Two years left on his deal. We pick up his fifth option, the fifth year option, obviously, to keep him paid. And then when it's time to figure out what to do about a deal, we negotiate a deal if we can. If not, we franchise tag him. And that is exactly where we need to be with Ezekiel Elliott. And here's another thing. If I'm Dallas, Jerry, the Suns, the higher-ups that manage and own and organize that team to be the billions of dollars generated revenue football team that it is. If our interests need to be served in a proper way, I'm sitting down with Ezekiel Elliott, his team, everybody around him that matters and says, look, let's all come to an agreement. We need you to be on your best behavior for at least one full off season before we cough up guaranteed millions of dollars to you. And that way, We feel that the investment in you as a man, as a player, as a teammate, as a critical part of this team is rewarded. Because I don't feel comfortable handling a mentally unstable mid-twenties young man guaranteed millions of dollars, trusting that he will stay out of trouble and act right with those finances under his control. Not a smart investment move by me as an owner. Or by anybody's standards who has a lot of money to hand over. I'd like to see that as a fan happen in his case. But time will tell what we do ultimately with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Back in five. uh, With a little bit of. We're going to spin it around. We're going to shift gears to the NBA. Totally has shifted its landscape on all of the players. And where they were last season. Where does the NBA sit in the scope of things? We'll talk about that next.